welcome to the Guide Not Guru podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Brock. My purpose is to empower women to create authentic, aligned, and abundant lives. After over a decade of mentoring women in business and self-leadership, I found that we don't need to adopt a guru's blueprint. We need guides to help us build our own. So if you're ready to lead and be a work in progress, you've come to the right place. So I want to talk to you all today about something that has like changed my life. And you know how people will say like there was a before version of me and there was an after version of me when I started to understand emotions and to understand that each emotion had a gift and each emotion had information. It literally changed my life. I often joke about that I was, if there was a poster child of unaware and out of alignment, that was me. And I didn't know, I just didn't know that my life was just so reactive to just the way I'd been brought up and to what I thought I was supposed to do. And I thought, well, this is just life and this is just normal. And these are all these things and these emotions. I looked at emotions as things that got in the way. And As I started to do work on myself and started to really start to understand what emotions even are, like, why are they even here? Why are they a part of our experience? Why do they keep showing up? Why are they not actually a problem, but they are something that's telling me about something I need? You know, I talk often about alignment and I believe alignment, being aligned, living an authentic, aligned life is moment by moment. So like what works for me today may not work for me in six months from now because I've changed. But if I don't have the ability to understand my own thoughts and feelings and emotions, I don't know how to course correct. I don't know that my anger is telling me something or that my sadness is important. There were so many big feelings that I had that felt so like dumb and inconvenient that I didn't want to be with them. And I learned to just like suppress them and put them down and just move through it. And I was also the poster child for toxic positivity. I was in an industry where it was like, everything's good, right? Like everything's good. Like it's like, yeah, adversity grows us, but also it's hard. But I never had the permission to admit I'm sad. That hurt. This is hard. I'm uncomfortable. And that showed up in so many areas of my life. So I want to tell you about this thing that gave me a BC and an AD Kelly, like a before and an after version of me. And it was understanding emotions, the information that they have and the gifts that they bring. And so one of the biggest mistakes that we're taught is believing that we are thinking machines who on occasion have a feeling and it could not be farther from the truth. We are actually emotional beings who occasionally think. As you study, if you're someone who has studied like behavior and understanding, like, why do we do the things we do? A lot of people will start with like, ah, it's a belief. You had a thought that led to a feeling that led to the thing. There's this whole like chain of reaction when you start to investigate. But we are emotional beings. 95% of who you are is in your subconscious. Your subconscious is the emotional 
body. It is your emotional wiring. And so if you really want to change your life, man, the best work you can do is start to look into emotions. And again, you know, I was someone who was just somehow taught that emotions are these inconvenient things. And what they bring up is, you know, what's interesting is to learn that emotion, emotional pain is actually transmitted to the brain the same way physical pain is. So when you feel grief, when you feel sadness, when you see something online and your heart empathetically goes out to them, you're like, why am I in so much suffering and pain? It's not even my own. It's because we have this wiring that goes straight to the brain that says, I am in pain. And it's the same with all of the beautiful, positive emotions too. And so I want to walk us through a little bit. It's almost like emotions 101. And to help you understand some of the basics around emotions. And for some of you, I may be talking about this and you already know it. And for some of you, you may be saying like, I know I'm supposed to feel things, but I'm not a super feely person. That was Josh to a T. <laughs> like in the relationship, he was like, you're overly emotional. And he had no feelings. It was like, he just didn't have access to them, right? And some of you may be saying like, I feel things, but I don't even have words for them. Like, all I know is I'm mad, right? Or you've got maybe just a few words to describe the way that you're feeling. And so emotions are influencing every area of our life. And down to the fact that, you know, my former life, what I went to grad school for was behavior change. And what I found is that every single decision we make, we do for a feeling. The reason you want to buy that car is because of the way you think it'll make you feel. The reason you want that body is because of the way you think it will make you feel. The reason you want to be in love is because you think when I have that relationship, I will feel some certain way. When I teach manifestation and when I teach, you know, really people creating the lives that they love, one of the things we enroll the highest is the feeling. And I teach women how to be in that feeling now because they're constantly waiting for a tomorrow to feel the thing that they want. And so we're doing everything for a feeling. And because we are so often unaware of our own emotions, we end up denying them or suppressing them, putting them aside, distancing ourselves from them, and doing our best, honestly, to stay unconscious. Because what we somehow believe is if we aren't looking at them, if we aren't feeling them, then maybe they aren't affecting me. And it's just not the truth. They are wreaking havoc on your life if they are unaddressed, period. All of them, the quote unquote negative and the positive ones have an effect on us. And we are meaning making machines. And so when we ignore the missing information in each of these emotions, we're missing some of the information that was going to help us understand what's happening to our lives. That would help us understand what it is that we're needing. That would help us understand what's out of alignment. That would help us understand how to get what we even want more of. This is like a key. And each emotion actually comes with a gift, something that it gives us in our human experience that helps us have a much more happy, meaningful, healthy, connected life. And when we often feel out of control with our emotions, like they're happening to us, 
we almost feel like, ah, my emotions are truth, right? Have you ever heard this? Like, you don't have to believe every thought that you think. But when emotions come in, they are signaling something and it feels true. And and often we stay in an emotion and we judge our world from that emotional state. So I want you to think about this for a minute. When you are feeling mad and you go to, let's just say, let's just say your spouse, I'm just going to use this as an example. And you're feeling angry. I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling that emotion in my body right now. Your perspective of that person is totally different. They're making dinner and you're like, "Mm -hmm, you would, you would make macaroni for the kids. Of course you would, right? Because you're just in such a bitter, angry place. But if you come into the kitchen and you're in an emotion of love, that feeling of warmth and connection, and you see that man making macaroni for the kids, you're just like, oh, oh, he would. He's so good to me. He knew I needed him to make dinner for the kids. Thank you. I'm so grateful. What the heck, y'all? The fact that we are in a certain emotion gives us an entirely different perspective of the world. And so what's so powerful for us to start to understand is how can we know enough about them? Even from this podcast, this will be like 101 basics, but it, man, if you're hearing it the first time, it might be like earth shattering. It will take you into an entirely new life and universe. But what's powerful is when we know how to name what we're feeling and we know the information, the gift, those are the two things I really want to give you. There's a saying, when you name it, you can tame it. The minute we get this thing in our hands, ah, this is fear. Ah, I'm no, it's not fear. It's anxiety. Ah, no, it's not anxiety. It's sadness. All of a sudden, when you name it, you have the information you need. You get to identify what's there and you can understand how to change your life. So let's walk through some of these emotions and what it looks like to actually be overactive or underactive in them. So the first emotion worth taking notes on y'all is anger. So what's the information in the emotion of anger? Information in anger says, I feel violated. Anger is where we feel that values that we have have been violated. Boundaries have been crossed. We have been wronged in some way. Like, I'm not okay. Someone has gone across the line. The gift of feeling anger is that because of that, the gift that it brings you is that you, ta-da, will create new boundaries. You will say, I'm drawing a line in the sand. No more. You can't speak to me that way. You can't talk to me that way. I won't allow this thing to happen in my business anymore. You get very clear on what's okay and what's not okay. That's a great thing. It's a beautiful gift to be angry enough to get clear. Anger brings clarity. It's another part of that gift. And maybe you didn't feel clear about what you needed before, but the anger drives you to this place of motivation. That's another part of the gift is it motivates you to create change. If you've heard a couple of my podcasts just recently, like I have been annoyed, angry, frustrated, all these different emotions. And I know enough about emotions to say, "Mm, this one's not leaving. Why am I here? It's like, I need to get clear on what can stay and what can go. So when anger is important, it's, you know, when anger is here, it's important for us to ask, like, what's underneath my anger with all of these? What's underneath my anger? Now, if you're someone who under accesses anger, 
meaning you are prone to not get angry easily. There's like a, anger can be healthy. Whether you don't access it enough, meaning you don't touch it when you should, or you over access it, it can put you into an unhealthy relationship with your life and with other people. So when you under access anger, you get taken advantage of. You should have been mad a long time ago. You should have crossed the line. You've been misused. You've been mistreated. Maybe you were someone who learned that anger was a, a bad or a wrong emotion. And so you're like, I just don't get angry. And so you, you are constantly getting trampled over or people are taking advantage of you. That's someone who's under accessing anger. They are not drawing a line when they should have. What about over accessing? Someone who's prone to get angry really quick and really fast. Well, they are often finding themselves getting stuck in anger in this pattern of harsh boundaries, not letting it go. It's like when someone is over accessing anger, they're hard to connect with. Um, there's that harsh, almost like wall that you can't penetrate between them and you. And it makes um, relationships really hard to difficult when you are so prone to anger. People are just like, man, I can't even get near you because of the the spark, the anger that's going to come. There's like a lot of you know detriment that comes from that. So that's anger. Let's talk about anxiety. Anxiety, the information in anxiety is I don't have enough information. I'm feeling overwhelmed with the information or the conflicting information. So with anxiety, the information is that you need a sense of clarity, right? When we understand the information and anxiety is saying, I'm seeking to get information to better understand what's going on. The gift in anxiety, the gift that comes from, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling overwhelmed, what it causes and brings you to, why am I feeling anxious and overwhelmed? Ah, I need to get clear. The gift is clarity. And so it causes us to follow this internal nudge to say, I need to either get more information before I make a decision about this thing, or I need to make sense of the information that's coming in because it's got me swirling. It's got me spinning. I'm overwhelmed. Now, if you're someone who under accesses anxiety, meaning you should be getting anxious about something and you are not, what it leads to is usually (laughs) um, premature action. You're taking action on something that you should have gotten more information on. Like you're not getting enough information to make a decision in a wise way. You're not seeking for the clarity that's needed to be responsible for your life. So some people are so uncomfortable with with the feeling, like that sensation of anxiety in their body that they end up taking action too early. And they're like, I'm just going to go for it and I'll sort it out on the other side. Well, man, if they had sat with the feeling of anxiety for a little bit longer, They would have done a little more research. They would have gotten a little bit more of the clues. They could have gotten a stronger grounding and a sense of clarity. Now, what about someone who over accesses anxiety? This is where you might be feeling analysis paralysis. You are staying in anxiety for way too long. You are thinking, I need to keep gathering information a little bit more. I need to learn one more thing. I need to buy one more course. I need to go to one more place. And then, 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 then I'll be really ready but you're so anxious about moving into action, you stay in the gathering of information mode way past the point that you should have. 
this is where you need to get comfortable with moving forward with enough information and taking a step of action. Let's walk into fear. The emotion of fear has information that says I'm threatened. I feel threatened. We believe that something that is important to us is going to be endangered in some way. And a healthy dose of fear is important, right? We have to survive in life. And so the gift is that the gift that comes from fear is safety. Because we have that healthy dose of fear, in that feeling of the fear, we take action to keep ourselves and our loved ones and what we find valuable safe. That's a beautiful thing. It's the reason why, you know, once you fell off the couch as a baby, you learned like, I should probably not walk over the edge. Probably not a good idea. Healthy dose of fear is important for survival in life. Well, if you're someone who's under accessing fear, meaning you are not tapping into fear when you should have, you are might find yourself in danger. You are not taking action to make sure yourself and others are protected. That's a dangerous place to be. Healthy dose of fear is an important part, right? Well, what about someone who over accesses fear? Someone who is in a constant state of fear or really opening up to it too much, they become so risk averse that you end up minimizing, you end up thinking so much smaller about your life and what's possible for your life. There's so much fear. Let me stay inside. Let me not go there. Let me take these precautions. Let me wait. Let me try uh, like later. I can't do it. So you become so much smaller and limited in your possibilities for your life. That's too much fear. It's blocking you from what you're supposed to be doing here as a human, which is expanding and growing and living and learning. So let's talk about the emotion of sadness. The information in sadness says, I have lost something or someone. There is this sense of, I have lost something that is meaningful to me. There's so many times we don't want to be with our sadness because it's too hard. But man, sadness means something mattered. It's a beautiful emotion that brings the gift of sensitivity. When you are someone who has a healthy relationship with your own sadness, it gives you the capacity to be with your own sadness and with the sadness of others. What a beautiful gift. No one gets through life without experiencing the highs and lows of the human experience. And when we are with our sadness, we can have the sensitivity, the gift of being with others in there. So if you are someone who under accesses sadness, you might be uh, experienced by other people as uncaring or insensitive. Like, I can't be with my own sadness. I can't feel this. And so it seems like you don't care about them. There's something that's like not validating of other people's sadness if you can't access your own. You have no ability to allow that feeling in. So you, you're not wanting for or holding space with someone else when you're not willing to be with your own sadness. Well, someone who's over accessing sadness, man, staying in sadness too long leads to totally depleted energy and depression. That's this constant state of deep sadness. It's, you know, sadness is the most distressing emotion. And because of that, when we're in it, it feels so uncontrollable. When we are with our sadness, it's just like, 
it almost feels like it's final and permanent. Like if I allow myself to be sad, then I'm never going to get out of it. But if you're someone who has gotten a good cry before, you know, at some point you're like, okay, I think I'm done. There is always a relief to our sadness, but the fear of over-accessing is that we're going to get lost into this place of depression. Shame, the emotion of shame. The information is shame is I have done wrong and I am wrong. Y'all know my, my girl, Brene Brown, talks so much about shame. And shame is this pointing of the finger at ourselves that says, I've not only messed up, but I am a mess. I've not only done wrong, I am wrong. I'm wrong. I'm bad. I'm unworthy. And when we look for the gift of sitting with our shame, ah, this like, honestly, it's like the most, it's the bottom emotion of the human experience is shame. And when, but when we sit with our shame, the gift that we get is humility. It's this beautiful gift of saying, hey, I can admit I did wrong here. I can accept my part of the blame. I know I have something to be responsible for. And when we take our part of responsibility, especially with others, it allows us to stay in relationship with them. If you've ever been in a relationship with someone who doesn't take responsibility, maybe not even in the moment, but ever, it's just like, I don't know how I'll move forward with you. If you can't see your part here, and so the gift of your own shame brings you to this point of humility in relationship. So if you're someone who's under accessing shame, meaning you are not touching it when you should, it's almost like your Teflon, like nothing sticks to you. Your stuff doesn't stink. You're amazing. You're like, you can't penetrate you. You're not accepting responsibility for how you contribute to an issue it's hard to be in a relationship with someone who can't access shame. If you're someone who's over accessing your shame, this is where you keep this manifesting of the limiting belief that I am wrong. And you assume if there's ever a problem, it must be me. And so you're taking responsibility for things that are not your fault. You are causing other people to not heal or become responsible for the things they should have because you're assuming it was you. You're taking, you know, on this judgment of yourself. And honestly, those who are judging themselves so deeply and staying over accessing shame are often likely to be judging other people with this like impossible to meet standards of life. And so it becomes this self-criticism and this judgment of both, again, yourself and of other people. And then there is the emotion of joy. And joy, when we experience joy, the information in joy is, is not, so joy is not about being happy. Joy is this information of I've got this. When we experience joy, we have a sense of confidence in ourselves, this sense of certainty and capability of our ability to sustain a a level of resiliency in our lives, both in our lives the human experience and relationship with other people. And so the gift from accessing joy is this vitality, um, 
this aliveness, this resiliency, this engaging with life. So when you feel joy, there's this energy, right, that comes through when you access joy. It's like, ah, I've got somewhere to go and someone to be, and I've got the ability to do it. There's a vitality and aliveness that comes from joy. When we are under accessing our joy, there is an inability for us to withstand the natural friction that comes up in the human experience. Like if you're someone who's with not accessing your joy, your life, your aliveness, your vitality, there's this whole depletion energy of like when tough times come, you're like, I don't have what it takes. And there's going to be natural friction that comes, especially like thinking about relationships, like, man, be a parent, be be in a marriage, be in a relationship with someone and be in a friendship, any relationship, you know that there are two different people coming to the same place saying, I want to be connected and be together, but we have two different sets of values and different ways of living. And so the friction that will come from life and relationship is inevitable. Someone who's under accessing their joy almost has this like victim mentality of they don't believe they have the resilience or the confidence to withstand some of the challenges that come from life. And, you know, without that joy, it's hard to be connected to other people. Now, someone who's over accessing um, their joy, it blocks your ability to be with some of the distressing emotions that come up in life. Like when someone is way too joyful, they come off inauthentic. It's like, I don't know if I really buy that you are this way. Like you're way too confident. You believe in yourself too much. Like you're dismissing some of the information that's here. That's maybe in those negative feelings that you're feeling. So when someone's too joyful or too confident or too resilient, you're like, Hey, you're not like getting the fact that there's this other element to life. And so it can cause you to like come off inauthentic. So love, let's talk about the last emotion, which is love. Love, the information in love says, I feel connected. It's this joining together. It's the sharing in relationship. The information in love is we are connected. And the gift that comes from love is a sense of warmth you know it, like uh, even just feeling love. It's like, man, it's this like fullness and this warmth that comes from being connected. And when you are someone who is under accessing your love, there's a risk here. You see your love as something that you need to hold back. And so you tend to withhold that love and that energy and that warmth from other people. If you're not willing to access love in yourself, you can't extend it to other people. And so you become hard to read. You become hard to connect with. You become, um, you're less likely to make emotional connections with other people or even like emotional dreaming for your life because you're not accessing this piece of love. And someone who's over accessing love there's there's a risk that comes there too because you're missing some of the information that comes from, again, those distressing emotions that come with the human experience and you can come off like inaccessible or unreal. It's hard to relate to someone who's only seen the positive in life. Like, okay, yes, I know there's a reason that this person I loved just passed away, but like, I don't need to hear that right now. Like there's no positivity. I'm feeling sadness, right? When we're 
too high in love and that positivity, we can, it, it, it becomes inauthentic. We become someone who is way too positive and we're lacking that connection. So I wanted to bring this as an episode today, as honestly a source of something for us all to come back to. And I want you to be curious with yourself, which of these emotions did I mention did you connect with? Which in your own human experience did you feel like, wow, she's talking about it and I didn't even feel a connection to it. I don't know it. Get curious about that. Which of those emotions did you feel, ah, I'm under accessing that. I'm not tapping into it enough. Or wow, I'm like way too engaged in it. I'm missing the place of being in a healthy relationship with it. There's information and a gift in all emotions. They are not meant to be put to the side. And when we start to be humans who can witness our emotions, can name them and say, hmm, what's this thing here for? When I feel sadness, it's telling me I'm losing something. That's important. When I'm feeling love and that expansion and that warmth, wow, this is somewhere I want to be connected to more. When I'm feeling joy, wow, this is something that's expansive and full of vitality for me. When I'm not feeling joyful about something anymore, that's a sign. Maybe there's not that growth and expansion here anymore. When I'm feeling, when I'm not being angry when I should be, wow, there's a boundary here that I'm not setting. There's information in all of these emotions. I'd be so curious for you all to just share with me in the DMs take a screenshot, share this episode, let me know like what came up for you as you heard this, because as you start to understanding, understand how to name it to tame it, you will have so much more empowerment in your life. This is the place that you can start to really understand yourself. And then from here you go, oh, I got this information. What choices do I need to make now that I know what's here? What do I know about myself? What do I know about what I want? What do I know about what I need? And that's when we can start to live really empowered, conscious lives. So I hope this resonated with you all. I can't wait to hear what showed up for you. Y'all know I love emotions. It's just the beginning. Hey friend, thank you for listening. My goal is to empower as many women as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, I would love it if you'd leave me a review or let me know on Instagram. You can take a screenshot or tag me or just shoot me a DM. If you're looking for any kind of additional support, don't hesitate to reach out at kellybrockco.com. And I'll see you here next Tuesday.